You're listening to 106.9 here on Tune FM, and I'm down here at the fields of Sport UNE with professional footballers Kaya Simon and Faye Bryson. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having us here. Um, yeah, we're, we come up from Sydney yesterday, really looking forward to running this free clinic for the kids today. We've got just over 100, um, so we can't wait to meet them all and um, hopefully put on, or well, we will put on a really fun day for the kids um, and give them yeah, a little bit of exposure to, to football and hopefully make them fall in love with the game. And are these kids coming just from the Armadale area or do we have kids coming from surrounding areas, up from Tamworth, for instance, in Varel, etc.? Yeah, surrounding areas. Has got a bus full coming down from um, Moree or up, whatever the geographical right right language is. But um, yeah, look, kids from all around. Um, we had to um, cap it at a hundred for this one, but we're really looking forward to um, what's to come and, and looking at, at running these on a regular basis. Um, now that you know we're both in the country and able to, so um, yeah, just really excited that you know we have a hundred kids, boys and girls, coming out for a, a fun day of football, and um, hopefully can really, um, I guess, engage the area in terms of giving opportunity for football and, and showing them the amazing game that we both play and, and love ourselves. Given that we are quite a regional area up here in Armadale, opportunities for ki- for opportunities like this for kids are very, very limited, shall we say. They don't have you know access to the, the premium um, fields and facilities that, say, a lot of metropolitan areas do. Are days like this important, do you think, for um, regional um, children that aren't well-known, that have a chance to sort of show off their, their ability? and practice a little bit more? Yeah, massive. Um, I think it's uh, always a lack of opportunity in remote and regional areas. And I myself, coming from Western Sydney and, and from a city, you know, there was um, opportunities few and far between, but then you think in, in country areas it's even less than that. So um, I definitely think by having, you know, professional footballers like us, like Mark Bridge along with us, um, who's an ex-pro himself, um, being able to just show the kids that football is an option. Um, it's not just, you know, your likes like rugby league and AFL. Um, I grew up in a rugby league family myself, so it wasn't, if it wasn't for my next door neighbour who introduced me to football, I never would have fallen into the sport by accident. So um, I think just showing the kids um, how amazing the game is, if they love it, then finding a way to kind of pursue that that uh, that dream and, and uh, hopefully have some future Matildas and Socceroos here. I was going to say, you did mention the Matildas. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about that just for a second. Of course, Kaya Simon, for our listeners, is one of the uh, Matildas uh, legends, shall we say, um, on the back of the 2023 World Cup here in Australia. Do you think that, that, given how successful that World Cup was, we saw stadiums sell out, we saw more or less a rush of support. It was quite a phenomenal thing to be a part of. Do you think it's important to capitalise on the back of that momentum to get more young people involved in soccer, both men and women? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it'd be remiss to say that we don't have an opportunity to continue that momentum on from the World Cup. I mean, um, you know, we've been fighting this fight as female footballers to have the recognition for our sport for a long, long time. And it's, yeah, it's just a real milestone moment, I think, for us to see what a FIFA Women's World Cup can bring to the country, can bring to our younger generations, boys and girls. Um, You know, we have young boys wanting to be Matildas as well, not just young girls, which is crazy crazy because it's never happened before but yeah I think um, we have uh, I guess the ability to be a footballing nation and we did show that just recently at the World Cup that we have so many young boys and girls that 
that want to play the sport. Um, it's just a matter of creating those opportunities, which is why things like this, running these clinics in, in you know, Armadale here and remote areas to create those opportunities, um, which are few and far between in these areas, is really important. And um, I guess us doing our part um, as professional footballers, being able to give back to community and, and just create an environment where kids can come out, have fun and um, enjoy the game as much as we do. I think you hit the nail right on the head in regards to Australia being a footballing nation. As someone that was in the crowd for the semi-final uh, the noise that the went out from the stadium when of course Sam Kerr scored the equalising goal was unlike anything I've ever ever heard but on that idea I'm just going to pivot to Faye for a second given that you are from Liverpool over in the lovely country of the UK how, what is the difference in attitudes towards football from England from the UK to Australia that you've seen so far? I'd just say it's like Kaya said before in terms of like over here, it's like rugby, AFL and football's on the up, but it's still got a long way to go. Like in the UK, the main sport is football, like with the Premier League there and the women's WSL, I think. Obviously over here, it's got a long way to go, but stuff like this, having camps and clinics in remote areas, there's stuff like that in the cities, but having it out here is just as important. And, you know, the athletes that can come from these areas, especially Kai as a prime example. Like, yeah, so... I think the difference is in the UK it's already at a high level and it's just trying to get the football over here to meet like match that level over the, over in the UK. Certainly and obviously we're not anywhere near as big as say the Premier League over in the UK. We're not at that level yet um but you know that things could very much be developing in the future and given that we have things like this going we could see any kids around here running around Matilda's jerseys in 20 years time. Um, just to wrap up um, Kaya just because uh, the Matilda's next major uh, fixture is against Uzbekistan to, uh, in the third round of the qualification for the AFC uh, Olympic uh, we, uh, we haven't actually found out where that venue is going to be Australia's leg we don't know that what would be your number one if you could choose where it was going to be held what would be your preferred venue and before you answer keep in mind that Sport UNE's fields will be available <laughs> well my unbiased opinion is Sydney of course um, now I'm a Sydney girl so um, there's no better feeling than playing in front of family and friends um, my grandma actually um, she's you know we're, we're from from Anawan country so um, my nana Betty was able to come to her first World Cup this year at the age of 92 which was a really um, yeah memorable moment for me and my family so to have uh, any football games and Matilda's games specifically in Sydney um, you know like that my nan can come along uh, she doesn't fly so um, for me that's really special just to play in front of a family and um, and what better place than than the football in Sydney than to play in front of you know that that home crowd um, and not to mention people you know have shown throughout the World Cup that they'll fly from any corner of the country so um, if we can just put on a good spectacle which um, the Matildas you know we have been able to do in recent times um, I'm sure we'll get a sellout crowd no matter where we play. And there, you, there we are so number one venue of course Sport UNE number two on the preference we'll say Sydney <laughs> uh, uh, thank you so much both of you for not just um, chatting with me but also for coming up here and putting this clinic on it means a lot to the New England region and it's fantastic to see more and more people getting involved. Yeah, thanks for having us. Really looking forward to it. So uh, the first of many. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM on the home of UNE's student-powered radio.